This morning when I was in meditation, uh, just after getting up about 3 o'clock, I had an experience that kind of realigned me to some actions that I've always done, but it, it refreshed, it brought anew the reason why and the reason how and the re- reason when or how, how to go about doing this. When I first began to do my meditation practice years and years and years ago, one thing that I had an experience of right away was of God's presence in my life. And in meditation, I often am very aware of God being present with me. And really, truly, God is present with us all the time, not just when we sit down to pray or meditate, but all the time. And meditation really is about becoming more aware of that in our daily lives so that we know that God is right there, that we know that God is, in a sense, a partner with us in our journey, in this lesson, in this creation. So in my meditation this morning, as I was going into meditation, all of a sudden there was God, just very, very present. And... As I was present with God, I kept waiting for God to come into me. And it, the presence of that loving just didn't move into me at first. And I wondered why it wasn't coming in. And then I became very aware that, you know, you have to invite God in. You have to invite God into your life. That's what meditation is. When you sit down and begin to hold your focus inward and upward, away from the world, away from the distractions of spirit and bring a sense of awareness back to soul, back to spirit, back to that action of loving, that's an invitation to God. When you sit down to chant the hue, to chant the sacred name, to hold your focus inward and upward on your soul, you are also in that very moment inviting God into your life in in a conscious way, in a loving way in a participatory way. So as I sat there and I looked up and I was aware of God's loving presence, but it wasn't coming in, I wondered, what, what's going on? What happened that you're just not coming into me like you normally would? And God was just reminding me of something that I had happened years and years ago and one of the first things I ever shared when I started talking in the 60s. And that is that God will not impose God's presence on you. But God will come in if invited and participate with you. And so as I sat there and looking up and being aware of God's presence, I began to invite God in. And as God came in, I also was very aware that there were certain frequencies or energies that were kind of vibrating between me and God. And I couldn't feel the fullness of God's presence coming into my, my beingness in my meditation. And I looked at that and I thought, now is this mine? Is this somebody else's? Is it my beliefs? Is it what's going on? Have I made judgments against myself or another? And nothing became aware. And oftentimes if I look and look at it very closely, I will be aware 
is this mine or others? It's my judgments, this is my fear, or whatever. But it didn't really seem to do. And so I went into a second action that I learned very long ago, and that is then just give it up to God. If you're in doubt, if you're in wonder, if you're not in clarity about something in your life, you don't know what action to take, you don't know what direction to go, just give it up to God and let God do it with you, for you, however it will happen. And so I immediately just gave up all that energy that seemed to be standing between me and God. And as soon as I gave it to God, God just scooped it up. And I found that God doesn't have judgments on what it is you give to God. God loves it all because you're giving something to God, and God is more than willing to receive. And if you're giving it to God, there's an element of loving, there's an element of trust, an element of belief as you give it up to God, that God receives it all in loving and begins to participate with you in whatever that is that needs to be taken care of, looked at, or released. And a lot of times it's just letting go. Just like Brian was saying earlier, sometimes we hold on to things a lot longer than we need to and keep repeating them over and over and over when truly we've already learned the lesson. We've already completed that process of our life. And we don't need to keep on repeating it. But we do. And all we have to do is say, call it done. Call it complete. Or give it up to God in some way. And so, as I was sitting in meditation, and I invited God in, and then I began to give things up to God, I realized that it's, it's in the giving and the receiving that we come into that flow of the divine presence, that flow of the loving that we're longing for. That's the one thing that really and truly we are longing for in this world, in this journey. We have a longing. We have a desire. We have a want. We have a need. And we interpret that one thing in so many different ways. First, it's maybe focused on a person. I need, I want that person. I need, I want that job. I need, and I want that money. We put it all out here and define it in so many different ways throughout our life. But if we're fortunate, somewhere along that line, we begin to realize that it's not in the world. That emptiness, that void, that longing, that desire, that need, it's not really going to be found in the world. And we begin to go where we truly can begin to find and understand what that is by going within. Because the answer to all that we are searching for truly is found within. That's why I say seek first God. God first and God only. If you do that, if you put God first in everything you do, the answer will come very quickly for you. The clarity, the understanding, the loving, the acceptance and forgiveness, whatever needs to be done will just come present. And then it's up to you to follow through with what you are aware of, what you see, what you know.
It's up to you to follow through with that. So this morning, as God was coming in and the loving and beginning to move through me and to fill me up, and these certain things kind of rose into my awareness of things that weren't in harmony with that loving, I began to just give it up to God because I know that I want to live in that movement of loving. I want to live in that movement of giving to God and receiving from God, that presence of loving. And so I gave that up in loving. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was a disturbance between me and that flow of loving that is God in me. And so in loving, I just gave it up to God and said, I don't want this separating me from you. I don't want this to be a distraction that keeps me from focusing on you fully. I truly want you first in my life. And I'm not going to let anything or anyone stand between me and you. That's my way with God. I am not going to let anything stand between me and God's loving and God's presence. And I will do whatever I can within myself to let go, to forgive, to take responsibility, to take action, so that I can begin to bring those things into clarity, into alignment with the movement of loving, or let them go out of my beingness if I no longer need them, or they are not really a part of me, so that I am free, free to live in that movement of God's presence, of God's loving. For me, one of the worst things is stagnation. To be stagnant in life, to be stagnant within myself. I want to be in that constant refreshing movement of God's loving and that river of loving. I don't want to go off on the side of the river and get stuck in a little stagnant pool and watch all of that loving just moving past me while I sit over here kind of looking from the sideline in stagnation. And the only reason I find that I get stagnant It's because I am not willing to take the next step, to go the distance of taking responsibility for my thoughts and my feelings, my actions and my reactions. And I'm not willing to let go of my want, my need, my desire, my expectation, my way. So if you find yourself getting stagnant in life, things seem to be boring, things seem to be just repeating themselves over and over and over. When am I ever going to learn this lesson? Is this a lesson? Is this a habit? What's wrong with me? Whatever it is, do something different. Try something a new way. Or maybe just let it go. Sometimes all I had to do was call it complete. Okay, I've done it. It's done. I don't need to repeat this again. What am I doing? And as soon as you call it done, the energy will begin to lift. 
the energy will begin to move once again, and you'll move in the flow of loving. And then the next challenge for you is, and don't pull it back, or don't recreate that energy once again in your life that you've just now let go of and see yourself getting free of. Don't recreate it. Don't pull it back. And that's the way the pattern of the world is. Habitually, we'll reinforce, we'll bring back, we'll renew, we'll reestablish the old pattern if we're not careful. Just out of habit, just out of routine, just because, gosh, I felt so much more comfortable with that in my life, why did I let go of it? Well, I hate it, I really don't like that feeling at all, but, you know, now I feel really empty. Well, sometimes it's good to feel empty. It really feels good to just be empty, to have nothing there, to have it quiet, to have it peaceful, and then fill it up with something new in your life called loving, called creativity. Gosh, just think, what could I be creating to fill this space up? I could fill this space up with my joy, with my laughter, with my creative actions in the world and how I do my work or how I do my play. I've got all this energy now that is freed up. I'm no longer having to hold on to something and keep it in my life. I've got this energy free now to create what I want in my life. And then comes the question, and what do you want in your life? What do you really want in your life? I hear a lot of people complain about what they don't have in their life. That I hear over and over and over. Why can't I have this? Why can't I do that? Why aren't they giving me back to me what I give to them? Why not begin to look and see what is it you really want in your life? And begin to move in a way to bring that into your life or to create that for you in your life. And if you're fortunate, if you're lucky, if you've been doing the inner work of meditation, your focus is really going to be more on God or the essence of that which is God coming into your life. Joy, peace, grace, gratitude, enthusiasm, Loving, being creative and abundant in that creativity. And when I say abundant, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about all that which is of spirit, which is of your soul. That's the abundance. And maybe a little bit of coinage will come in as well. Maybe you'll have a little money that will follow in with that flow of abundance. Because... In the world, which is a world of reflection, that often will be a part of that movement. But don't put money first. Money is not God. Money is that which is of the world that keeps us distracted, that keeps us caught up, that keeps us pulled away from the true focus that we are longing for. And yes, Money is a sense of security. Money is a sense 
of how we can live our lives comfortably. And there's all important factors in all of that, but don't make it first. If money, if a person, if a job, if a different car is first in your life, then where do you put God? How do you fit God into that? But if you put God first, everything else begins to flow. Everything else begins to come into alignment. And the things that you've never even thought about as a possibility in your life or as something that you even want in your life, all of a sudden will start showing up. And then you just have to make decisions. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I do want that. Okay, well, let's do that. Trips will show up. Money will show up. Opportunities to change your career will show up. I remember one day I was working at my job at the frame shop, and I got a call. It was from a friend of mine that ran a health food chain in San Antonio, Texas. And she called and asked me if I wanted to become an assistant manager at one of the stores. Well, wait a minute. I am a manager of three art and frame stores in town, three galleries in town, and I'm making a good salary. Do I want to become an assistant manager at one store? What? How much money would I make? What? Are you kidding me? That much less? I don't think so. But in that very moment, Spirit came in and said, do it. Just do it. This is what's next for you. This is what you've been longing for, even though you don't know it. Do it. And in that very next moment, I said, okay, I'll do it. Wondering, oh my God, am I really doing the right thing? But I'm going to follow the flow of Spirit first. So I went and I took that job. I went over, I did not know anything about running a health food store at all. I knew a little bit about nutrition, but not a whole lot. And so the owner of the store said, okay, we're going to give you an opportunity to learn about nutrition so you can really become a manager of a store and do nutritional counseling for people. And I went for 10 months getting an education about nutrition and got my clinical nutrition license. Didn't get paid anymore, but I got my clinical nutrition license. But then three weeks after I got that license, I got a phone call, and the same lady who asked me about coming and becoming an assistant manager at this store called me and said, are you ready? And I go, for what? She said, the manager of the store over there just quit. And I don't have anybody to replace them with other than you. So you're not going to be manager of that store. And so I moved in. I got into that position. I got a little bit more money. And within three months, I became manager for all the stores in San Antonio and surrounding areas of these health food chains. And I was making more money than what I was making at the art and frame store. So sometimes you have to follow that flow of spirit. 
And that's where trust comes in. Faith comes in. You have to have faith in what you are experiencing in your inner life and be able to follow that in a trusting way to its fulfillment, whether it be in the inner journey of awakening into God, into spirit, having inner journeys of going through the different realms and waking up into the heart of God, or about letting the spirit lead the way in the world rather than your mind, your emotions, your imagination. Because they'll take you on a whole different journey. Believe me. So, one of the keys in meditation is letting go of the mind, letting go of the world, and really becoming aware of that movement of loving in your meditation, of sitting down, closing your eyes, bringing your attention here to the seat of the soul where the soul essence can first be found and experienced within yourself and beginning to be aware of God's presence in your life and in you and invite it in. Invite God's presence, invite God's loving in because God will not impose God upon you. God will come and participate with you when invited. That's a very important thing to remember. Are you inviting God in every day? If you sit down and you're doing your meditation, that's an invitation. If you find things standing between you and God in your daily life or in your meditation, and you invite God in and give it up to God, That's an invitation. And if you invite God in, God will participate with you. That I know. That I've seen over and over and over in my life and in other people's lives who do that. So take action. Don't be in reaction. Poor little me. Why do I not have anything? Why is my life so limited? Why do I have to live in this pain? when everybody else seems to be living in pleasure and joy. I'll tell you what, stop and talk to a few people and find out for yourself if what you think is going on there is really going on. You're going to be shocked. You are going to be shocked. They're living in the same disturbance, unquiet, unrest, challenge that you are. It may be around other areas of life than what you're living it, but they are in their own process as well. I remember sitting down with the Dalai Lama and talking with him. We were there for about two weeks and we had several opportunities of interviews and talking times with him. And I asked him one day, I said, how long do you meditate? And he said, well, usually it's about five hours a day. And I looked at him, and he he said, how often and how much do you meditate? And I said, well, I meditate two hours a day, two, two and a half. And he said, oh, that's good. That's much better than most people ever come to visit me say. He said, why do you meditate that long? And so I shared with him that for me, 
it can take me about two hours to really get past myself, my mind and, and all of that in order to go into the loving and to go into God's presence. And it may take me two hours just to get to that place where I can do that. And other times, it can be in five minutes that I'm there. I said, so why do you meditate five hours? And he said, because I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for peace inside myself and in my expression of the world. And he said, it can take me up to five hours to find my peace. And so I give myself five hours every day to spend time in meditation. And that's when I can get up in my laughter, in my joy, and share that with others because I am in my peace. And he is. Boy, when you're with him, you really do know he is in his peace. And it is full of joy and laughter. Just full of joy and laughter. But he knows if he spent less time than that, he most likely would get up and he would express something else. He's seen a lot in his life. He says he has a lot of reason to be angry and upset and frustrated and disturbed. And so he moves through all of that and lets go of all of that. Just as we do it through our loving, accepting, and forgiving, he does it in his own way, in his own practice. So be grateful that we're not doing five hours a day of meditation. (laughs) Two and a half hours isn't so bad after you think about five hours. But it's not about the time that you spend in meditation so much as it is about your focus. If you truly are giving true focus in your meditation to loving God and just being present with God and letting go of all that other that is ever trying to call you out and into itself, such as your fear, your anger, your frustration, the conversations you had yesterday that you wish you had said it differently, or whatever it might be, and just let go of all that and just keep your focus on God for that moment, you'll find you will go into God much quicker. You'll go into that loving much quicker. There is peace, there is joy, there is gratitude, there is grace, abundant for all of us, if we will just partake of it. All we have to do is partake. You could be sitting here and starving to death. And I say, well, right in the dining room, there's a banquet, just just a banquet. Get up and go in there and eat. Just go and then come back later. And you sit here and go, you know, I can't believe it. I'm just so hungry. I, I think I'm going to die any minute from hunger. Go, go eat. It's right in that other room. Just get up, walk through that door, walk through the other door, and there's food abundant. Oh, well, no, no, that's okay, you know, um, I'll, I'll be all right. Well, that's what people do. We sit here and share with people about meditation and how to meditate, about how to go inside, to just let go of the day, let go of the world, let go. Just close your eyes and begin to bring your attention inward and upward. 
and hold your attention as the seat of the soul. And chant the sacred name or chant the hue or the anahue, which will create the vibration of awakening into your own soul and bringing you into alignment with that true loving that is God's presence in you. And you can partake of that. And then you're not hungry anymore. Right now, a lot of people in this world are starving for this spiritual food, for this spiritual essence, for that true loving that is God. And we can set out a guideline of how you can get up out of this chair and go into the other room and sit down and partake of all the abundance of God's loving, of all the spiritual food to nurture your soul. And how many people really get up and go in there? Not very many. Not very many. It's up to us to feed ourselves. Nobody can do it for you, especially when it comes to the spiritual food. Nobody can sit down and meditate for you. I can force feed you physical food. I could go in there and bring food in from the banquet room and force feed you and keep you alive that way. But you have to keep yourself alive spiritually. You have to come awake. You have to partake of that spiritual food that is God's loving, that is ever there for you. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not about the physical bread that Jesus was asking people to focus on in their prayer. It was about the daily bread, the daily manna of spiritual food, of loving, that is given to us in our meditation. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He says, first focus on God through the sacred name and partake of the daily bread. He lays it all out there very clearly for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. But most people's focus is in the world. And so they do not hear and they do not see the greater truth that is right there in front of them. Partake of that spiritual food. Spend time in daily meditation, whether it be a half hour, an hour, two hours, two and a half hours, whatever. You find what works for you. You find where you begin to wake up into that greater flow of the loving letting go of the things of this world to partake of it and partake of that daily food, that daily bread and let it nurture the soul. Your body's not starving. Your soul really isn't starving, but it is definitely longing, longing to let go of this world and focus back up to its own true home. <clears throat> this world is not your home. This world is not the home of the soul. This home, this world is a lesson. It is a school. It is an opportunity for the soul to learn. But home is inward and upward. Home is not down and out. So spend time every day. 
inward and upward focused. Chanting the name, chanting the hue, chanting the anti-hue, listening for the inner sounds, looking for the inner light, that white and the gold, the purple and the blue, and let those elements guide you, whether it be through the light or through the sound. Let them call you, let them pull you, let them lead you on your journey of the inner pathway. And they will if you give it time and attention. If you give it loving and an action of letting go of this world for a moment to wake up into the greater world above. So this morning when I went into meditation and there was God just waiting for me, and then I realized, well, God's still waiting. Come on, what are you doing waiting there? You're supposed to come on in. And I realized I had to invite God in that moment because I had something blocking, not allowing God's presence in. Invite God into everything you do. And any problems, any challenges, any doubts, any fears, just give it up to God so that God can move into those areas of your life as well. If you don't give it up, God will leave it with you and say, okay, we'll figure it out. Good luck. I'm here if you need me. I've seen God actually really almost impose himself on people trying to get them just to let go. You know, come on, just just let go of it for a minute and see what happens. No, no, I'll do it myself. Well, that's what God often hears from people. That's what we even hear from people. We just have to allow everybody to have it their way. And if they have to do it themselves, God will allow them to do it themselves. Until finally one day they do say, okay, I give up. I can't do it. Now what do I do? And God goes, you want to invite me in? That's the solution. Invite God into every pain, into every bit of anger and frustration, misunderstanding. Invite God into everything. Invite God into your joy, into your peace, into your loving. And you'll find it will all just begin to be one. One in God. And I give it all up to God. I even give my joy and my bliss and my loving and people's presence in my life that make me joyful. I give it all up to God. Because the more I give, the more I receive. And that is the way of God. It is in giving that you receive. You give God loving, God is able then to also give you loving. You had to open the door in order for it to flow. All right.